Hello, Somerville. Welcome back to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens to you. I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and this week, I'm pleased to welcome on the show our, our guest, Brandon Vincent, who is the owner and founder of Core Advantage Advisors, specializing in all sorts of uh, various types of insurance. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you uh, having me out. So let's just jump right into it. You know, how, first, how long have you been doing insurancey type stuff? Insurancey stuff. Well, um, I first got started in 2008. Okay. And I got licensed um, in that summer. And uh, now, just, now let me let me jump right yeah, in. So yeah. 2008. Did insurance take the monstrous hit? that the rest of the world took no. in 2008? As a matter of fact, um, I was just coming out of real estate. Ah, as, as, as the rest of the world was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was licensed in real estate from 2004. Okay. And so the market took a hit. The whole economy started slumping. Well, one thing I wanted to do was to, uh, to be like an independent contractor right. on my own. And so insurance uh, looked very appealing to me for that. So that's why I got involved in insurance. And so... Uh, I've been doing that uh, since for ten years now. Okay. 10 years, yeah. Okay. Uh, good for you. Mm-hmm. Good making a making what seems like a very wise move going from yeah. real estate into insurance. I'm just making lemonade, man. <laughs> 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 That's what happened. The market took a downturn. I just had to shift with it. You know. There you go. Yep. So, what was it about? Was there anything other than just okay? Insurance seems to be a good fit for my skill set. Mm-hmm. Uh, any sort of emotional story? That you have? Uh, well, like insurance. This is going to be good. I'm going to be able to make this. Well, the one thing about insurance was that, uh, you know, it, it, they kind of have that negative connotation, kind of sure. like a used sar- car salesman kind of thing. It's, it's like that scene in Groundhog Day. Yeah. The guy always shows up <laughs> trying to sell him insurance. Yeah. So, do it, you have enough life insurance? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I didn't want to be that guy. Right. So, it, um, you know, I, I kind of wanted to take more technical approach to it and, and be a lot more uh, informative in my approach when sure. I was talking to clients. And that kind of led me to where I eventually landed. Well, what I was doing was Blue Cross Blue Shield individual health insurance. Okay. And so I went from this, when I first got started, there was this real, like, I'm not going to say any names or anything, but it was just really shady. It was a fly-by-night <laughs> kind of thing. They were selling... Uh, indemnity style products as major medical insurance. And I just got a really icky feeling. The manager was creepy. You know, it's just really just, I did, it didn't sit well with me and mm-hmm. I didn't sleep well with that. Uh, so I ended up doing Blue Cross Blue Shield. Everybody knows Blue Cross Blue right. Shield. They've got a huge brand. It's a huge brand. Yeah. It, the recognition of that, the the Blue Shield, the Blue Cross, everybody knows what that is. They see those and they, 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 immediately they, they trust it. They have confidence know? in that brand. Yes, yes. And so what we did was we set up an office over there in Mount Pleasant. And I sat there for four years, um, just learning the product, learning the industry, seeing how it went. And, you know, I you know, quickly grew with that model and um, did really well with that. Boy, it's a good thing medical insurance didn't change or anything. <laughs> Once you got into that industry. <laughs> oh, that's, you know, you got to get comfortable with change, right? You got to. Um, but yeah, the Affordable Care Act came and um, really, you know, kind of threw a whole monkey wrench in that whole model of mm-hmm. what we had. They, they shut that office down. Um, they took the independent contractors out of that model. And I think Blue Cross still has a store. They switched the location, but they use um, W-2 employees now. Right. And so the whole sales aspect, well, they, of course, they have quotas and whatnot, but it's different. It's all different. 
Um, but where I, I had to just shift my, my whole business model again. Mm-hmm. I went from health insurance to starting to do um, life insurance now. Uh, but it served me well. It served me really well because now I'm um, not just doing individual insurance. I'm doing Medicare insurance, Medicare sales and gotcha. things like that. So okay. they do Medicare along with life insurance. Um, and, you know, the models continue to grow. So it's still so, good. And let's, let's jump right in there from, from, from there with life insurance, you know, life insurance, just like that, the scene that happens constantly in Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Life insurance has a huge, ba- or life insurance salesman mm-hmm. or salespeople could be a woman. Right. Life insurance sales mm-hmm. has a huge bad rap as, you know, greedy, probably. Pushy. Pushy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just interested in a commission, not right. really interested in a product that's a good fit for the client. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know in our conversation the other day, you were talking about, uh, different schools of thought on insurance. So first off, you know, as an expert in your field, talk about the the types of life insurance that exist. Mm-hmm. There's probably more than we have time for, but just generically, I mean, everybody knows about whole life or term life, those mm-hmm. two. Yeah, yeah. There's so, got to be more than just two options. So yeah, there's a lot more. There's a couple of spinoff kind of ideas. You have the universal life, okay. which is more of a, a blend and to to stay out of the weeds here, yeah. Um, you know, Universal just tries to take the good aspects of both the whole and the term. So term is good for a certain period of time, right? So you have a term, either like a ten year or a twenty year, or uh, the way they set some of them up is to a certain age, mm-hmm. like age seventy or eighty or something like that. And then at that point of the contract, it stops. It That's terminates. It. There is no more it's insurance. Gone. It's gone. So everything you've put into that policy is gone as well, too. Where whole life, well, they take the premiums and they stick it into like a, what I like to call, it's similar to like an interest-free or interest-bearing savings account. Right. And so that's what sustains the policy. So you have cash values that build up in the policy and a whole life. And a whole life is designed to stay with you your whole life, your right. whole entire life. So the universal tries to blend those two products. And, um, some of them are set up well, some of them are not. Uh, I think a lot of the negative things you hear about universal is that the earlier, um, sales force tried to sell universal as a whole life. I got you. So a lot of those policies would run out of their cash value and they would lapse, they would terminate. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's like, Oh, don't ever, ever buy universal because they will lapse. Well, not if they're set up the right way. And so there's some, some, things you need to navigate there. You need to have an experienced person to help you navigate that, a uh, salesperson to help you with that. Um, there's also accidental policies, um, you know, in case you die in an accident. Um, there's guaranteed issue policies in case you have um, certain um, health conditions that you can't get approved for anyway. So so there's a lot of little spinoffs and different things like that that you can do. Um, but really what you want is to have a, a full-blown needs analysis done yeah. to kind of see what your needs are. You need to have somebody who's not... Mm-hmm. Commission who doesn't have commission breath. Correct, correct, and who's just not, who's not desperate and say, okay, this is where what your situation, either your business right. or your personal life or whatever it is, whatever your personal finances are, that's what you need to do. Just do a full needs analysis and find out, you know, where am I exposed here? You know, that's the whole point of let insurance. the worksheet tell you right. what your what your needs are. Mm-hmm. Got it, got it. Mm-hmm. So with with your experience and your expertise in your field. What are some pieces of advice that you would give the regular person on how to live better, you know, to have a better life? Well, um, you know, just in general, like business-wise or just 
business-wise, could have to do with insurance. You know, there is there are no limits here. Yeah, Um, I would say um, I also do a lot of training and and recruiting, and so I do when I have a new agent who's like, you know, what can I do to get to be the best and everything. I'm like, well, just a core principle that you want to rely on is just you know. Don't be afraid to embrace hard things mm. or adversity. Um, you know, because the first thing I tell an agent, a brand new agent, one of the first things I mention is, this is not going to be easy. Yeah. This is, it's it's sales. It's commission, 100% based commission sales. Um, so you're going to have to, you know, be willing to, you know, it's going to be great some days and it's going to be really bad some days. And so you're just going to have to go, you know, stay kind of right in the middle and, and just, you know, keep that even tempered, you know, mindset that it's going to, it's all going to work out. So when it, when it gets really good, don't get too high on yourself. Don't think it's going to be like this every day. You still put your pants on one leg at a time. That's right. And then when it gets really bad, just know that, Hey, this is a temporary thing. It's not going to always be this, you know, whatever it is. So, but yeah, that's what I just try to say. And, and, you know, part of, um, part of that comes from actually the workout group that we're involved in F3, that the whole embrace the suck mantra, mm-hmm. um, that's really helped me develop personally develop, um, a long way with that is that, um, it's going to be hard, but you know what, um, if you go into that, if you, if you go into that willingly, um, it, it really, um, helps your attitude. It reminds me of an article that I read by uh, Mark Manson, mm-hmm. who he wrote the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a um, Flip, shall yeah. we say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in the article, he, he, he identifies that you pick your pain, and your pain determines your happiness. Hmm. You know, nobody, nobody says, oh, I want to have an unhappy marriage. It's right. like, I want to have a happy marriage, or I want to be successful in sales. Right. But that's not, you can't just pick, I'm going to be successful. Right, right. You can pick, I'm going to go through the grind every day mm-hmm. of building relationships, mm-hmm. following up with leads, mm-hmm. making new contacts. You can pick that. Yeah, right, right. And that's painful. <laughs> right. The other thing is, you know, trying to avoid adversity. Yeah. I find that the more you just try to, you know, cater to your comforts, um, the life just becomes a lot more stressful mm-hmm. by doing so because you're trying to just be comfortable all the time that you, you lose the joy in, you know, overcoming and success, you know? So if I find like the hardest thing to do in the morning is to wake up at four thirty to go work out. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a, that's a small success right off the bat. Yeah. That's one of the hardest things that I could do all day today. And so um, if I do that and then I choose another hard thing, like, okay, let me dial a hundred, you know, phone numbers and try to, you know, set some appointments, you know, that again, that sets up my whole week. Now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm poised for a very successful week just by doing two hard things right off the bat. Right. You know, so that's, that's part of this whole uh, mindset of, you know, going after the hard thing, choosing the harder thing. Um, And so it's, 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 it's a different mindset than what I used to be, which was, oh, I don't want to, I want somebody else to do this or I want somebody else to, you know, <laughs> and then I find myself being, um, you know, a lot of shade thrown in my direction from different people and, you know, nobody wants, again, wants to be manipulated or anything like that. And so you know, I find myself going into that, that taking that route, which is, 
I've found to be not not as easy. Right. Right. That's great. Excellent. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, another thing I guess I would tell, um, you know, people is, um, you know, find something, something else to believe in. I'm, I'm a, a faithful, uh, faith-based person. I'm a Christian. Um, you know, find, find hope in that. And, and I, I really believe very strongly in that. I was grown, raised in the church, you know, um, but I would, you know, get prayed up. (laughs) There you go. Get prayed up. Um, I don't, I don't try to, I don't know. I don't try to let it like, like run my entire life. You know what I'm saying? I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not an evangelist when it, what, what, what I do, I'm, I'm a insurance person. I'm, I'm an owner of a business and that is my, I kind of use that more as my identity, but I also believe in Christ and I believe in all those things too. So I think that adds to my, my identity as a business person. So I would say, you know, find, find a, a faith that works for you and, you know, use it, you know, put it to a good use because there's a lot of uh, good things that come out of that. Having that as a foundation, mm-hmm. your, your faith would just make everything else a little more solid. Yeah. Because you have something to rely on. Yeah. Well, it too, I think if you get too um, built up on one side of the, the, uh, you know, spectrum there, mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm, 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 all I am is just a business owner, or all I am is just a salesperson. Um, it can be too overwhelming. So I think as every person has several different identities, like you're a father, right? You're a business owner. You're in real estate. Um, you're, I'm sure you're a son. Yes. <laughs> Maybe yeah. a brother. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, these are all different hats that we wear. And so I think to have a happy blend of all that with all your family and all your friends mm-hmm. and all that stuff is like, you know, you can't just be one hat all the time. Right. So I just try to say, look, I'm a business owner today. As soon as I get home, I'm going to take that hat off and I'm going to put the daddy hat on, yeah. you know, because I've got three kids at home. So that's what I try to do is, is you try to segmentize those things. And same thing with faith, you know, uh, you know, I take that business hat off when I go to church. I don't try to market myself too much at church. <laughs> I really, I know that's a great networking opportunity, but again, that's that, that's just one of those boundaries I set up for myself. There you know, you I'm go. not going to do this when I, cause I'm, I'm coming here for a purpose. Right. You know, you're not coming here to sell life insurance. <laughs> hey, pasta, you want some life insurance? <laughs> when is the next sermon on death? Cause, um, I'd like to make an announcement, please. Yeah, cause they're selling the <laughs> ultimate life insurance policy, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. That's great. What have you seen to be the most common thing that that your industry, uh, you know, with life insurance, obviously life insurance transfers financial risk when someone dies Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to the insurance company. Right. Um, What, you you must have countless stories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and countless painful stories. Mm -hmm, Right. Where oh my goodness, if only this person had had this product, mm-hmm. or if this person had listened to me, or had had some mm-hmm. somebody they trusted. Right. Wait, I should I should take it back. Not somebody they trusted. Somebody who was trustworthy. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oftentimes in industries that have a lack of trust, there's a reason. Right. Because they're filled with people that are not trustworthy. Right. Right. Um, so many, many, many times I see situations where agents come in Mm -hmm. and 
they will replace good policies with bad policies, or um, they will sell a policy that isn't um, exactly what they need. Say, for instance, they have a guaranteed issue period. Well, there's a two-year period there where that policy will not pay the, um, the full amount. Okay, sure. Or they sell a policy that's going to terminate in so many years, or it's going to run out or lapse or whatever it may be. Right. And so, again, I think a lot of agents out there are just out there just trying to flip some paper and trying to make some money. Sure. I, I think that's the, their ultimate, because as a 100% commission, I mean, it's, it's tough on these agents. It really, really is. It's tough. It's, it's hard to make that transition. But again, I think if everybody were upfront about it and saying this is what it is, um, then they could they could learn how to you know transition into that 100% commission that sales model right um, but and so what we get is like you said we'll get a lot of agents out there who are, have commission breath and they're really pushing these folks out there and then, and a lot of the products that we do the final expense products um, which are designed for burial coverages and final debts and things like and that and that's just not cheap and that yeah. that's geared more towards the senior market. Right. And so what happens is, you know, you get a lot of these, you know, fast talking guys out there taking advantage of these seniors who, oh. yeah. And so you, I'll see a lot of that going on. Um, so it's, it's really what it, what it comes down to is just, again, a needs based analysis. It's yeah. all based on needs. Um, the hard thing about, see, see medical insurance is more of a logical approach, right? It's more of a, you know, you can kind of break it down to, okay, I need this because, um, I need to take care of my, you know, my health. I need to go, especially seniors, they need health. Right. But when it comes to life insurance, there's a lot of emotion tied up in that because we're talking about, okay, um, what am I going to be able to pass on to my family when mm-hmm. I die? Right. You know, and that's, that's a hard topic for a lot of folks to discuss. And so there's a lot of emotion built up in that. So we are trained and it's, it's hard. It's, we, we kind of build on that emotion to make that sale. Um, but at the same time as you have to have the ethics and the morals in order to make sure you're taking care of this person in front of you, rather than just saying, Oh, I just need to make all the right. money I can, you know, you need this policy cause my commission right. is double right on this one. Right. Whereas if I say, okay, well let's make sure you have an immediate benefit with mm-hmm. a whole life policy that's going to be there for you when you need it the most, instead of just selling this thing that's going to run out in five or 10 years, whatever it may be. Right. So, and it, it takes some skill. It takes a little bit of knowledge. Um, but with the right persistence, you can, I mean, agents can learn how to do that and, and do well with that. But trying uh, there, there are rare people out there who can do it. And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to beat on my chest or anything like that, but I've just seen more folks who are not um, reliable versus people who are. Well, it's, it's an industry where everybody has run into somebody who is a fast talker, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who, um, you know, you, you go to a networking event and someone is a insurance person or a financial planner and is like, oh, hey, you want a free, like, mm, you no, just, not, yeah. not mm, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. Believe me, it's like, no, that's like the first sentence out of their mouth. Yeah, you get this weird, creepy vibe. You're just like, um... <laughs> I don't know what just happened. My hand feels kind of slimy after shaking <laughs> that. <you know? laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, it's um, it's crazy out there. It really, truly is. 
So where can you, I, I, is insurance geographically limited, the, the type of insurance that you do? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm licensed I know per you, state. Okay, licensed just in like, state. Just like okay. go to the same um, gotcha. commission that you do with real estate, so Department of Insurance. And um, yeah, so I, I, if I want to sell in Georgia or North you Carolina, have to get another I have to get a reciprocal license. Okay. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, okay. But um, the 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 funny thing is that Medicare insurance though is limited per county. Um, oh, yeah. So there's different policies that work well, and that's not necessarily for insurance purposes it's more so for hospital purposes and the hospital networks that they have set up i see so there's a, a network that's set up through musc um that's you know certain certain policies will cater to that and you know roper st francis and all those different um, networks down there those will those are do different policies but you can't buy a policy in greenville that'll cater to that well you, right. you can there are policies available but there are separate that work better so. I would not have thought. Mm-hmm. Medicaid, Medicaid, Medicare, Medicare, mm-hmm. Medicare is by county. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Medicare is your federal benefits, right? Medicaid are your state benefits. So let's jump into the next section. Yeah, All right. We call the final four. All right. Four questions. Question number one: When you take a break from work, and you know you take that business hat off. Mm-hmm. And you put your playtime hat on. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? What do you like to do for fun? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. I like to exercise. I like to get fit um, and experience the fresh air. <laughs> so what I'll do is, um, you know, I we do these crazy events called CSOPs. You're familiar. Uh, CSOP is an acronym for completely stupid and utterly pointless. There you go. And so we'll do um, a lot of those. And so I'll either train for those. Now, lately, I haven't done as many just because <laughs> I'm preparing for a big move. But, um, you know, I really enjoy just hanging out with the guys and just getting dirty and sweaty and uh, just doing all kind of crazy stuff. And then on Mondays, uh, when I talk to everybody, they're like, what'd you do this weekend? Well, I just, you know, spent four or five hours working out and swimming and doing all this crazy lifting heavy stuff. And they're like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Well, it was fun. Nice. <laughs> so it's a little bit of bragging stuff, but, um, but it's really just about the camaraderie. Side plug for F3. We've had, we've had several guests on the show who are part of F3. F3 stands for Fitness Fellowship and faith. So Brandon is an integral part of the local F3 community. If you haven't come out, come check us out in the gloom sometime. Reach out to uh, reach out to me, Brandon, various guests on the show. We'd love to have you come out and lift heavy things or run <laughs> a bunch of miles if you're a runner. Yeah. So you like to exercise. What's the last seesaw that you did? Um, the last one that I did was the, the oak uh, last oh, year. Just, oh, last year. Last okay. year. I didn't do the one this year. This Last year they did it um, in the fall. and um, Rucking event. Was rucking like eight event. miles. Yeah, we did, went eight miles. It lasted about four or five hours. About 300 burpees or something. Yeah, it was it's um, crazy. a lot of pain. I was actually being carried by Satcrete. I, I shouldn't have said his name, but I couldn't help it. But he was a uh, fireman carrying me, and uh, he actually dropped me. Oh, yeah. So we won't uh, use his real name. Well, we tell you his real name, but uh, he goes by the <laughs> handle of Sacrete. And um, anyway, I'm just giving him a hard time. It w- anybody could have, you know, it it happens. It it is just part of the 
nature of the what we do. And so he dropped me, so I hurt, hurt my shoulder, so I wasn't able to carry a whole lot of he- heavy stuff on that shoulder. Um, but it still sucked nonetheless. So. <laughs> so, all right, let's jump into question number two. All right, question number two. Um, what is something that you are super excited about coming up in the next twelve months? Business, personal. Yes. Okay. So I've never been this excited about anything in a long time, but I'm getting ready to take my um, Series sixty five license course. So I'm I'm really really pumped about that. Uh, what that's going to allow me to do is to um, handle securities as well as okay. life and health insurance. And so not only will we be doing life and health, we'll be doing property, casualty, which is your home and auto, right. business liability, workers' comp, those kind of things. But CORE will also be able to do um, financial products as well, too. So I'm super excited about that. Very cool. Yeah, I'm going to be partnering with uh, Mutual of Omaha. A lot of it's a very recognizable name as well too. Mutual of Omaha is going to be my sponsor company, and um, they've they've got so many resources at their uh, uh, at their disposal. It's just it's just really really good. How long does it take to get the Series 65 license? Like how long is the course? Um, Are we talking like a week? It'll probably be within a month. It'll probably be within a month. I'm pushing for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so I'll I'll be licensed now. Of course, you got to get certified and all sure. that stuff too. But um, it's a multi-step but, process. Correct. Huh? Correct. Of course. Yes. Yes. But um, our target market, I think, with Core Advantage is going to be business owners. So mm-hmm. we'll be a basically a one-stop shop. We'll be able to set up your group life, your group health. We'll be able to do your business liability, your workers' comp, and any retirement set up there. So that's nice. that's what we're really going after. And then, of course, the individual. Yeah. Um, you know, if we have individuals who are doing that too, um, friends and family, of course. So, man, good for you. That's, yeah, that's that's really cool. Final four question number three: What is a parting piece of advice that you'd like to leave for the audience? Uh, well, I think we covered a little bit of that already, which was don't be afraid of adversity, um, and that kind of ties into I think our customer service. A lot of times, I'll have customers who call and complain. No. Yeah. So they'll say like, <laughs> you know, I I didn't get this or I didn't get that or something's messed up. My bill is messed up, yada, yada, yada. And what I find out is this is, and, and I didn't realize this until I started practicing this. I just kind of stumbled upon it, which is use this as a, as a moment to separate yourself from the competition, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. great. Let's get our hands dirty embrace the suck you know this is a a challenge yes but we're gonna we're gonna fix this i'm gonna make it right and so use this as a as a moment to um separate yourself from the rest of the competition so okay yeah yeah. i I understand that you've 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 lost a little bit of money ma'am or sir let's see what we can do to make it right and so use that as a moment to really go after it and 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 make it right and guess what that customer will be completely loyal to you. Mm-hmm. That customer will, will will never, you know, guess what? If everything it, goes perfectly, you don't have a chance to save the day, right? so to speak. Right, exactly. So you go in there and you save the day, and you know what? You've got a customer for right. life. And so that kind of goes back to that adversity, you know, run into that adversity, run into that challenge, run into that, you know, whatever it may There's be. There's nothing wrong with setting up systems so that it runs smoothly every single time. Mm-hmm. But... That doesn't take into account the human factor. Right, right. <laughs> and people will see that. People will notice, hey, you know, you're you're doing something that most other people 
don't do. Most people run away from adversity. Mm-hmm. Most people run away from problems. They don't answer my phone calls. They won't answer my emails. What's going on with this guy? He sold me all this right. insurance. And, and now, now I can't get a hold of him. And now I can't talk. So he's just like the rest of the guys. Yeah. But if you turn around and say, you know what? I'll be over there tomorrow first thing. We'll right. take care of this. And they're like, oh, okay. That's all I wanted to do is just somebody to care about me. Right. I just want somebody to you know sit down with me. I just want to know I'm not alone yeah. in this problem right. that I have. Right. That's all I need. That's yeah, all I right need. Right on. So embrace the adversity and specifically from there, use that embracing the adversity when problems come up. Mm-hmm. They're always going to come up. Mm-hmm. You're never going to avoid the problems. Right. right. As, as I think my dad used to say, when the only time you don't have any more loose ends is when you've, you know, cashed in on your life insurance policy. <laughs> yeah. That is the only time when there are no more loose That's ends it. in life. That's it. Uh, all right. Question number four. How can, how can the audience get in touch with you? All right. So I have um, a Facebook page, okay. Facebook. Core Advantage Advisors. I'll put Facebook. all this in the show notes yes. so listeners, you can just and click I'll on it right out of the show notes. Website, www.coreadvantageadvisors.com. Right. Email address, I have it, uh, BrandonVincentUA at Gmail. Correct. And phone number. We'll put everything in the show notes. Fantastic, yeah. Excellent. All right, bonus round. Bonus round. You put me on the spot. On I'll... the spot. <laughs> the answer to this can literally be anything. All right. Okay? Don't overthink it. Just... Just run with it. All right. right. So I'm ready. Everything that's going on in your life, you mm-hmm. know, with, with business, with family, uh, three children, mm-hmm. with getting ready for moving, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all of this, uh, studying for the class, mm-hmm. your Series 65, what is saving your life right now? What is saving my life right what now? What is keeping you sane? What is saving your life? Uh, my wife. Wife. My wife is. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. What's your wife's name? Elizabeth. Elizabeth, you rock. And now you have it in recording. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brandon, thank you so much for your time today and joining us on the show. Some fantastic points of insight from you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I, I enjoyed it. Wish you great success in, in your classes and your future endeavors with Core Advantage Advisors. Listeners, again, our, our guest on the show has been Brandon Vincent, the owner and founder of Core Advantage Advisors. You've been listening to Somerville Advice Givers, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens to you. I'm your host, Yaden Smith. Have an awesome day, and we'll catch you again next week.